Good evening, everyone. Lovely to see you all this evening. Can we say a massive thank you to the youth and their leaders that have helped with all of that? So, thank you. And we don't often get an opportunity to do this, but to Ash and Kathy and the band and the choir, because this is, they've done amazing. So, thank you to them. So it is wonderful to see you here this evening. Um, I was thinking back to pretty much this exact point a year ago. I was on a WhatsApp call on the Saturday evening with Rob and with Ash, and we were thinking, oh my goodness, what do we do now? A lot has happened in a year, right? But back then, we were going into a fairly extreme lockdown, and we had to move all of our carol services online in less than 24 hours' notice. But I don't know about you, but I'm delighted to be here tonight, right? <laughs> And, and, and for those that are online, I'm delighted that you're able to join with us too. You might be a part of our church here at Riverside Vineyard. You might be visiting. Maybe you're here for the mulled wine and mince pies later. You're welcome. I think one reason that many of us are here is because we actually love singing carols. There's something nostalgic, isn't there? It, it so often takes us back to happy places. In our we tell a story of hope, and we need that, don't we? We need that. But here's another thing that I love. Singing together and song can help reorientate our lives. And let me give you an example. I'm going to start with a confession. My name is Andy, and I support Fulham Football Club. <laughs> That's the confession, okay? Here's the example. There are times where you can be watching a football game, and the away team scores a goal. And what happens is, is the whole of the ground goes quiet. Other than the few away fans out in the cheap seats in the corner. <laughs> the whole ground goes quiet. And it goes quiet for about 30 to 60 seconds. And then at Craven Cottage, a simple song starts. It's three words. Come on, Fulham. Come on, Fulham. Come on, Fulham. And it builds and it builds and it builds. And this simple song moves a crowd from despair to fresh hope. Because we can do this, right? We can do this. A song of reorientation. Now, in the Bible, there are a number of songs connected to the Christmas story. There's Mary's song. It's a song of waiting, a song of putting God first. There's Zechariah's song. Zechariah was married to Elizabeth, the father of John the Baptist. And it's a song that speaks of rescue, God coming to rescue us. And then we come to the song that we've heard about this evening, the angel song in Luke chapter 2. It's sung by this angelic host to shepherds who have just been minding their own business out on a hillside. And the, the story tells us that these shepherds were terrified, absolutely terrified. You know, there are things, aren't there, in life that just shake us up, that, that cause us to worry, that become anxious. Now, that has always been the case, but it has been accelerated in the last couple of years. So much fear and anxiety has been heightened in our lives. From the trivial, you know, who remembers trying to find toilet paper? <laughs> you know, there were moments of anxiety, right? You're getting down to your last few sheets and high anxiety. But then obviously the other end of the spectrum, you know, financial concerns, concerns, uncertainties about our future, Health fears, the fears of losing a loved one. Maybe we actually lost a loved one. 
uh, fear of our own mortality. You know, what if I pass away? What happens then? And there is this disorientation that comes into our lives that leads to fear and anxiety. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like fear and anxiety. I can't recall ever waking up and saying, I wish today would be a really anxious day. I've never done that. We don't like those, that kind of sense in our hearts. And so what we need to do is to reorientate our lives towards peace and hope. And that is the journey of the shepherds, because we hear that at the start of the story that we read that they are terrified, that they are full of fear and anxiety. But at the end of the story, we read that they are glorifying and praising God. Do you see the way that their lives have reorientated? They could have stayed in a place of fear and anxiety, but they took a different path. So what happened? Well, it starts with a song. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. I'm going to briefly share two things that help us reorientate life. We start by giving glory to God. That's where the song starts. We give glory to God. What does that mean? Giving glory to God means that we recognize that God is worthy of everything that he's worthy of all of our worship, and that we are actually going to give our worship to him. I I believe that all human beings are created as worshippers. It's just a question of who or what we are going to give our worship to. Who or what is going to get the best that we can give? Who or what is going to get the deepest affection of our hearts? And giving glory to God means that that decision is made. We're going to give our worship to him. And we believe that he is in the highest heaven, which means, one way of thinking about that, one of the things that that means is that he is God and that we are not. That he is in the highest heaven and that we are not. So much fear and anxiety in our lives is driven by a false belief that we are actually in control of our lives. We're not. There is so much outside of our control. And so we reorientate as we give glory to God. And that choice that we make unlocks the second half of the song. Because on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. You know, there is something, isn't there, inside the human heart that just longs for peace. Very few of us like conflict and confrontation. We enjoy peace. Maybe you recall times in your own lives where you have been experiencing fear and anxiety. You know those moments where you just want your brain to slow down. You just want your heart to slow down. You want to sleep. You just want that sense of peace. And we can think that if such a situation was different or such and so changed, then everything would be different. But then something else happens, doesn't it? And what we long for is a lasting peace in our lives. Now, here is one of the things that I have found. Peace, as much as we would like it to be this way, peace is not a set of emotions. It's not even a set of circumstances. But peace is a person. Peace is a person because peace comes to us in Jesus. 
We didn't read it today, but one of the texts that's often read at Christmas is from Isaiah chapter 9, written 800 or so years before the story that we read. It's a prophecy that's given. In other words, God speaking, and he says, a baby is coming, and one of his names is Prince of Peace. In other words, peace is coming in a person. And that is who the shepherds find in Bethlehem, a baby but not just any baby. Most of us heard of the author C.S. Lewis, right? He wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, that series of books. Can I tell you a joke at this point? I'm going to. There was a guy that woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a lot of noise coming from his wardrobe. And so he opened the wardrobe, and he saw a lion and a witch in there. And he said, what are you doing in there? And they said, it's Narnia business. Is that all right? Okay. You see, that, that's good to know, because I will use that at the 7 o'clock service. And so um, we're going to do a bit of a deal now. When we do, you know, you might bump into some people that are coming for the 7 o'clock, so you must not breathe a word. Okay? Anyway, C.S. Lewis. He wrote a book called The Last Battle. And there's a character in that book called Queen Lucy. And she says this. In our world, too, a stable once had something inside it that was bigger than our whole world. In our world, too, a stable once had something inside it that was bigger than our whole world. And friends, that is the wonder and mystery of Christmas. This tiny baby in a stable is actually bigger than than the whole world. That baby is God with us. God coming to find us. See, over the years that I've been a pastor of this church, the thing that I've said most often to people is this. Life is too hard to do on your own. Life is too hard to do on your own. That was true before the pandemic. It is definitely true now. We need people around us. We need family and friends. But more than that, I believe that we need somebody with us that is bigger than anything we are ever going to face in this life. Somebody who's bigger than all of that. Somebody who is able to take our fear and anxious moments and reorientate us towards hope and peace. And that's the good news of Christmas, because God's King, Jesus, has come to us. And you know, if you like, the stable door is open to us this evening, just like it was to the shepherds 2,000 years ago, and we're invited to come and see. And I know that many of us here this evening, we've said yes to Jesus. We have in that way, we've opened that stable door and we have seen Jesus. And we are doing our best to live our lives in following him. But you might be here this evening and you've not given your yes to Jesus before. I want to say to all of us this evening, come into the stable again. Go on that journey that the shepherds went. See the baby who is actually bigger than our whole world. And would you let that awe and wonder catch your heart again today? So I would love to lead us in a prayer at this moment. So can we just bow our heads? My belief is that God is present. And so this, whether you know Jesus yet or not, this is a moment where you can be present 
to him. And I'd just love to lead us in a short prayer. Jesus, thank you so much that even as a baby, you were bigger than our whole world. Jesus, thank you that you've come to find me. Even when I go my own way, when I get lost, you've come to find me. And so in this moment, I choose to give glory to you. I I choose to give my life to you, to give my worship to you. And Jesus, I say yes to friendship with you. Jesus, would you reorientate my life afresh today? In Jesus' name. And I just had a sense as I was praying for us this evening. And so just stay in this moment of just of, of quietness and peace in God's presence that, that, that the Lord wanted to release hope and joy and peace into our lives afresh. So wh- why don't you just, you know on Christmas morning, hopefully it's true for you, hopefully it will be true for me, someone gives you a gift and you open it and you say thank you. So I simply want to pray that Jesus would deposit gifts of joy and peace and hope into our lives afresh today. So Jesus, thank you that you have the power to reorientate our lives. And so Jesus, I pray that whatever this past season has looked like in our lives, Jesus, we choose hope and peace and joy today. And so I pray that Jesus, that you would release those beautiful gifts into our lives. We say thank you in advance. We open our hands, we open our hearts. Jesus, we want to experience peace on earth, peace in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen.